Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Get Wrecked. We got a special episode this week. We are joined uh, by our two friends, Zach McCrary. You probably know him from the comics that we love. And of course, our other buddy, Zach Bolton, IMDZ. And uh, as always, I'm your host, Thor, joined by my co-host, Micah. How's it going, world? How we doing? Ooh, I'll tell you how I'm doing. How you doing? I'm feeling very confused. Yes! <laughs> By the movie we just watched, it was a uh, recommendation from uh, from Bolton. I don't even know if it was a recommendation. I think we were just talking about crappy Nicolas Cage movies, and we're like, let's watch this one. <laughs> yeah, because none of us had seen this prior to watching it. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And yeah. I had never seen it. And Bolton is the type who's like, hey, have you seen this horrible movie? And we say no, and so we watch it. This this is a historical thing. Like, it happens on a repeated basis. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what most of our movie nights have been recently anyway. Like, it's not the big budget action flicks like it was when we were in college and high school. It's, let's watch crappy movies together. You know, though, I think that those are better movie nights because those oh, are the really kind of are. movies you want to experience with other people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes it more fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watching it, because uh, we all watched it together, except for uh, McCrary, yeah. but you watched it last night. And I then... watched it twice in, in 24 <laughs> hours. All right. So so before we get too far into this, what exactly did we watch so that the people at home know? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the movie we watched is Prisoners of Ghostland. And I'm going to start out, this is my favorite, one of my favorite things about this movie, was on the box of the DVD was a quote from the man, Nicolas Cage himself, and it said, this is the wildest movie I've ever made. Yep, Nick Cage. He might be right. (laughs) He just made Mandy not long ago. (laughs) Mandy's pretty out there, too. Yeah, I, uh, I used to say that if Nick Cage was in a movie and he had long hair, it was a bad movie. That used to be my criteria. Like, like if it if it looked at all anywhere near a mullet, I would be like, that's going to be a horrible movie. But now I can't use that criteria anymore because of what the hell we just watched. Yeah, because now he has short hair. And it's yeah, he's got horrible. short hair in this movie. What was the one with long hair where it was like the Ghost Hunter season of The Witch or something like that? Did you, I think Curry, help me out here. Uh, he was definitely in a movie called Season of the Witch. I think yeah. that yeah. was I'm pretty it. sure that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, the only he, two that he was I can, rocking the long hair in that. The only two I can think of with long-haired Nick Cage are that and Con Air. Oh, is there another yeah. one? Uh, so many. It's not like super long hair, but it's, it's like what Nick Cage, when he doesn't, cut his hair for three months it's kind of like the the longer slicked back type of hairstyle mid neck level like not quite to his shoulders that's long hair nick cage for me okay okay so anything where it's that yeah it's it's that way 
and McCrary. I don't know where you watched it, if you like streamed it or um, how, how you consumed this movie. But uh, Bolton bought the DVD. You poor and, bastard. And we actually... So... <laughs> Use that the, work discount. There were two previews on the DVD. Oh, no. Both yep. of them for other small, independent Nicolas Cage yes. movies. Yeah. Yes. One of being the movie you mentioned, Mandy. Mandy, yeah. And, and then the another one... Was, one yeah. Colorado, Colorado Space. I want to see so, that. Nicolas Cage started incepting us before the movie <laughs> even started. <laughs> you know a movie is going to be weird and or bad when there are 40 different production houses that start the movie <laughs> i said the yeah. same thing <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is never gonna end yeah yeah i was like what are these movie companies i was like i don't know that one that one doesn't look familiar <laughs> it's like one of these just got 40 bucks from his grandma and she was like put my reel on the front <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, this, so oh man i do wish that i could have watched this with you guys instead of by myself twice uh, <laughs> it just sounds so sad when you say it that way i just felt like i needed to watch it a second time because when it was over the first time i didn't understand <laughs> and i thought maybe the second time would help did it a little <laughs> a little yeah so so the the plot for this um this movie according to wikipedia is about a, a region in Japan devastated and quarantined years ago in an incident with highly volatile nuclear waste, and that was spilled after a crash between the waste transport and a prison bus. Basically, this town called Samurai Town comes up to play, and Nick Cage, you you kind of see him at the beginning. He's showing up in some weird bank. It was like the bank of bank town. <laughs> What is the what is the name of it? Which is really confusing because the Bank of Banktown was in Samurai Town. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> don't right. know why. I don't. Maybe what, it was that like dystopian what, thing. Well, was it Samurai or was it? I I assume I took it as uh, Samurai Town is what it became oh. once once he defeated the governor. Oh, maybe, maybe it was a really weird juxtaposition between Western and very Japanese and Mad Max. And it was, yeah. yeah. I and, the, and the music video for California Love from Dr. Dre and Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Rat Man and his crew. Yes. Because <laughs> whenever so, I saw him, I just thought, California Love. <laughs> he even kind of talks like that, too. Rat yeah, Man he, does talk like that. He had like a that. weird, like, vocoder on his, <laughs> on his voice. So, so Nick Cage, basically, he's getting pulled out of prison. Uh, one of the very first things that you see in the movie is Nick Cage's bare ass. Well, he's wearing a little, like, underwear thing. Yeah, what, what's it called that sumo wrestlers wear? Oh, I don't, I don't know what those know. are. No, I don't. I oh, don't my know God. What that it's, a, it's a sumo diaper. We all It's, yeah, all it's the typical, like, old-school Japanese undergarment for, like, feudal Japan. I'm so yeah. disappointed in you. And, and <laughs> your so, love of Asian culture, I would have expected you to know that. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> um, so he gets taken out. He meets this guy just known as the governor. And the governor, who you guys knew who he was. I didn't know the actor who it played him. It was Bill Mosley, which for anybody who's ever seen anything by Rob Zombie, yeah. Bill Mosley was Otis Firefly in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. And he does an amazing job in both of those movies. In both of the Rob Zombie movies? Oh, yeah. Or Rob well, Zombie yeah. and this movie? Well, I think he was awesome. Yeah, I think he was great in this because you can see that character coming out in it because Bill Mosley's crazy to start with. Okay. <laughs> so 
So he basically gives Nick Cage this spiel about his adopted daughter is gone, gone to Ghostland, and Nick Cage is going to go get her. He has to wear this suit that has very distinct settings yes. about bombs. <laughs> yep, there there are five, uh, six explosives. Yeah, two of them are on e- one on each of his arms that will specifically trigger if he raises his hand against an unarmed if he woman. Thinks about it. <laughs> raising his hand against an unarmed woman. The other two. Two of the other ones are on his testicles. One for each testicle. 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 <laughs> Basically, it's like if you get a boner, I expect her unsullied is what is what he says. Yeah. yeah. And basically, it's like if you try to get hard, you're losing a testicle. And that comes into play. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> and then the last two are around his neck, which basically is if he tries to take the suit off, it's going to explode. That's essentially it. And it looks like just a leather daddy outfit that's been outfitted with a couple bulbs from the PlayStation Move controllers. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it's such a weird outfit. I couldn't take it seriously. The, like the moment he started walking towards that Toyota, and I saw the lighted up, the the two lit up on his balls. I'm yeah. like, I can't, I yeah. can't take this seriously. Your eyes go there immediately. <laughs> okay, and also, so he gets this mission. And he's like, and then he they pull up this somehow this like Toyota Supra because that's spotless. Well, and just before that too, there's a timer on his suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, so there's a timer, and it's, like, set for, I think, three days three originally. Days. Yeah. And then if the woman, uh, his daughter's name is Bernice in the movie, if she can speak her name into this thing, it's got a sensor where it'll recognize her vocal patterns and give him two more days to get her to the governor. It, like, extends the duration. And if he doesn't have any of that or... Um, uh, if it's not done by that time, then it explodes and he dies. So I'm sorry, I just so, that felt yeah, prevalent so he, oh, yeah, to get it into yeah, He gets a total of five days. Yeah, that's yeah. a to, very important plot point that hardly ever comes up three, again. Three <laughs> days to find Bernice, and then uh, once he finds her, two days to return. Yeah, yeah. So he gets this car. Thor, you want to explain the car? Yeah. So there's this weird juxtaposition. This whole movie of like, I can't really tell if it's future or past, or present, or post-apocalyptic future. It's very strange. But they they give him this Toyota Supra that looks spotless, still has a regular, normal license plate on it. Looks like it was just driven. They probably just found it. You know, they just bought it on the street for this movie. Toyota gave (laughs) them $50 to use the car. Yeah. And so they give it to him, and he cops in it, Drives it for a second, then stops, hops out, and gets on a pedal bike with a basket and decides <laughs> to take that. For some reason, he doesn't explain why, and everybody's upset yeah, about no it. No one knows why. Yeah, I do. Ooh, okay. okay. <laughs> he was uh, he was showing that the governor does not control him and that he will do things his own way. He's like, you want to give me this sweet car to go do it? Screw you. Can I say the can I drop F bombs? Sure. Just Fuck drop. you. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take this bike and I'll do shit my way. Yeah. I mean, abs- probably, maybe. And, and that's why Yasuchiro <laughs> goes and gives him the car because he earned his respect. 
<laughs> so yeah, he, so they he rides this bike and it has like a video montage of him riding his bike real awkwardly. <laughs> that goes the, on way too long, and he looks so out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was acting. <laughs> His mouth is hanging open. <laughs> yeah, so the samurai Yasujiro... They ain't right. Yasujiro! Was, uh, I guess, he just drives the car and cuts him off, basically gets out and gives him the keys, and Nick Cage was just... I think that his line was like, don't have a lot of time, huh? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm thinking... Didn't he just explain the whole blow-up suit thing? (laughs) (laughs) You specifically know that you have three days. But then he's like, okay, I'll take the car. Yeah. Like, fine, (laughs) Once Yosujiro brings it. And then there's a driving montage. Yes! Very important. Another driving montage. It's like bike driving montage, car driving montage. The car driving montage ends with a weird dream where there's flashes of this bus with like samurai style demons and then all of a sudden it flashes back and he's awake and the car is flipped apparently he fell asleep and crashed the car yeah i don't know what was going on yeah yeah that's basically what i got because he looked like he was trying to play chicken with it and and, with all the the demons yeah and the lights got really bright and i guess he went off the road but this movie really should be called Nicolas Cage's Unconscious because it happens three times <laughs> and takes Mo- up half the movie. Most of the movie is him being unconscious. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, so he eventually gets to the ghost lands. Well, first, he wakes up and he's in this cart and he's just being carried like someone's dragging this cart. It's like a team of 12 people. And then there's wearing burlap sacks on their head for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's another girl being carried on a cart right next to him. And he's like, Bernice. And she's like, no, I don't know who that is. Yeah, because she clearly doesn't he took <laughs> the governor gave him a photo of Bernice. Yeah, he, this girl with blue hair was in that photo. Yes. Admittedly. And she was with her, she was with Bernice in that first scene in the movie where they escaped. Yeah, they escaped together. But the governor even points to which one Bernice is and was like, Look, this is my granddaughter, yeah. Bernice. Hey, <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Look, she's Look, white and she has brown hair. But I I was wondering, I don't know. It was just really weird to me as he woke up because it wasn't there's a lot of extended time in this movie where where they don't need the extended time hence the two travel scenes with the car and bike and so he wakes up being pulled by this thing or by this guy and it's like it feels like five minutes of him just looking around and different camera angles and i'm thinking one if i wake up and i'm getting carried by some dudes who look like they're from mad max Mm -hmm. i'm not just gonna stay there and two None of those guys were talking to each other. None. Like, at all. And they're all chanting weirdly, wearing these these weird outfits. They were all covered in toilet paper oh, yeah. at one point. <laughs> they're yeah, like they're toilet, toilet paper, paper mummies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's when they get there. That's when they get to the yeah. ghost land. But the, the, the blue-haired chick was with Bernice, because we, we see Bernice. She's like one of the first people we see in the movie. Yeah. Is her and two other girls escaping. And so we know that Bernice must be close because of this blue-haired chick. Yeah, so they get there, and that's where the toilet paper scene happens, and it's <laughs> it's it's legitimately like 
what's the third Mac, Mad Max movie? Like Beyond Thunderdome. Beyond, Beyond, yeah, Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, I love that. That's what it reminded me of. Just legit. They're they're like these people that are in mannequin suits. Like take a mannequin, break it apart, and then put four mannequin pieces back together and wear it as a face. That's what all these suits were. I did like that. I found that very interesting visually. Oh, yeah. yeah, visually. As, yeah. as far as what it represented, I feel like it was meant to represent something metaphorical, but it was uh, lost on me. Weird Top Hat Man explained that it's how these people who are afraid of the light hide from the light. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but he's helping them to hide from the light. And find their voice like they have to be saved and like they've yeah, got to save themselves about, yeah something Micah you should tell everyone how you describe that man oh <clears throat> he was totally a dollar store Jared Leto dollar store <laughs> Jared Leto <laughs> that's exactly what he was yeah he looks just like Jared Leto from any movie where he's gaunt with long hair which is every movie yeah except recently. for the one where he was the guy who killed John Lennon then he got fat yeah, oh, chapter yeah, 27. No, yeah, yeah, there you go. And I think in that Gucci movie, he got fat again. I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Bolton, can you describe the scene that this place is in? Like, <laughs> this this weird Mad Max scene? So, like, and you guys will probably think different, but, like, the initial thing I thought of was it's, like, almost like a post-apocalyptic Hill Valley from Back to the Future 3. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> clock, yeah! <laughs> Like the t- like the town is like focused on this clock because they're trying to prevent it from you know they're trying to prevent time from going forward so the clock is the center of town everything's kind of like half built and ramshackle kind of like a wild west town but we're in post apocalyptic Japan you know totally and makes sense why they're trying to prevent the clock from ticking forward we don't know until the end and then we still don't know <laughs> but because <laughs> the, the the one guy just keeps screaming. Hold back time, or we'll explode again. But then they let time go forward, and and it explodes. So why did they stop it and then decide, okay, it's cool to let it explode now? It's a great question. Was it like a symbol of these people just being stuck in place and not being willing to move forward? Was the governor holding them in place? Was was that why time had to stop? Because they were afraid to move forward? You're thinking way too hard about I watched this, this movie man. twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's the thing, though, about this movie, is there is a ton of shit in here that you feel like somebody smart, like, five <laughs> versions ago, like, five drafts ago, put this thing together, and it was really good. And then somewhere between all 20 movie companies, <laughs> it got dumbed down and given to Nick Cage. Yeah, well, the uh, so the two people wrote the script, but I read a, I read a couple reviews, and and uh, one guy was talking about the uh, the director, who's like a Japanese auteur, who's got his own style, and he's got a couple movies that he's known for now, but this is his first English language movie, okay. and that guy was like pretty sure that Sion Sono got the script and was like, yeah, we're just going to fucking get rid of that. Yeah, we're just going to add a bunch of mannequin people over here. Yeah, that's a toilet paper mob. <laughs> like, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. The director got it. He's like, yeah, but what if we just had Ratman instead? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Nick Cage then is identified as some type of prophet for, like, the end times. And... It's known that he's a prophet because they see him bleeding from his eyebrow. 
And they oh, go, yeah, they say, thick yeah, red thick blood. Red thick yeah. red blood. Like, Let the children drink. And all these kids start running. <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone touch it. Touch the thick red blood. Yeah. I'm guess, My assumption was that... A, because the ghost lands are kind of like, uh, you know, like the wasteland. It's kind of yeah, where yeah. the nuclear the fallout. fallout is yeah. happening. Whereas the bank town or samurai town, wherever Whichever. the governor is, that's kind of unaffected and it's still, it's still nice there. Even though it's a block away. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. time is a thing. Dude, that Yeah, the, oh. the distance is such a weird thing that they play with in this. Because at some points, like, I think at the beginning, the governor even says, like, 50 miles down the road is the ghost lands. Yeah. But then literally we see people go there in, like, a minute. Yeah, yeah. a child run in a, in a period. Yeah, a child <laughs> runs there in 10 minutes. So we don't really know where the ghost lands are yeah. and how far they are from Banktown. Or, for that matter, why the hell these demons are keeping people in and or out. Yeah, because of... you can't leave ghost town. No. Or ghost land. Like, you, you don't leave. No idea why. Yeah, not uh, sure either. And spoiler alert, we never truly find out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a lot of plot threads in this, I Cause, think. Because yeah. it seems like all it took was being like, please let us leave. And the guy was like, <laughs> all, all right. right. Yeah, once he figured out it, it was his buddy, which you, he didn't realize the first like four times he saw him. Right. And then the other time he's like, what, you didn't recognize me? Oh, yeah. Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> it's my pal Psycho. It's my buddy Psycho. We had we had a lot of good times. It used to be a lot of fun when I got a couple of shots of whiskey in you. Yeah, you remember that time Psycho? you shot a child to death? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that was such a great line. You were you were fun when you had a couple shots of whiskey in you, but then you started blowing up children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then they made up and became friends again. Yeah. So, just Thor, you should you should just speed rail us through the rest of the plot because I feel like it's probably we've for just, the best. Yeah, we've just got <laughs> so, much so much to, to cover. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So they after the first time of passing out, they go they go to the town and they're like, "Oh, thick red blood. He's the prophet. Let the children drink of his blood." <laughs> they don't, but they kind of clawed him. It's weird. And so he starts saying. Where's Bernice? Where's Bernice? And the guy's like, no, she's she's turned away from the light. She's one of the mannequin people now. And he's <laughs> and he's like, you can look if you want. So Nicolas Cage starts going one by one to these different girls dressed in as mannequins and starts pulling their face covers off looking to see if it's her. Dollar store Jared Leto. How and, dare and, you? Yeah. <laughs> and every single one, this guy is just following. He pulls off the mask. And then he moves on, and as he does that, the the dollar store Jared Leto comes up behind and says, "How dare you!" and p- starts putting the mask back on the girl. <laughs> does this like five times until he gets to Bernice. Nick Cage also is just like pulling a piece off and then just tossing it behind him without looking, and he's like, "Nope," and he just moves on, <laughs> just looking at the side of their eyes. Yeah. So he finds him. He finds her. He finds Bernice. She's in a mannequin suit. She's in a mannequin suit. And he's like, you're coming with me. And she doesn't really say anything, but everybody's like, okay, I guess she's coming with him. Yeah, she's like you, you, yeah you can try. <laughs> yeah. So he sticks her on a cart and walks away. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's carrying her on a cart. Mm-hmm. And as they're moving... <laughs> so then we get to the first explosion. So he starts walking her back. Walking her back to... The first uh, explosion. <laughs> To uh, walking her back to Banktown, 
And he gets to where his car wrecked, because I'm assuming they could only pay for so many sets. Because he got the gas from Ratman to try and put in the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Even though it was flipped upside down, so I don't know what (laughs) he's going to do with it. And at this point, he stops and he starts pulling all the mannequin stuff off of her. Really creepy, like too. Like, yes, yeah. and he's like, let's he's like, he's like, oh yeah, let's take this off. Take off let's baby. take this off. Come and then he on, tells baby, her, open your mouth. <laughs> and she does, and she's got like, oh, and she opens her mouth, and he starts pouring water in it from a canteen, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> dribbling out of her mouth. <laughs> At that point, the suit starts beeping, and it blows his testicle off. Yep. And he holds it and says something in Japanese. I don't know what he says. <laughs> he grabs the test. So, so just a side note from that. There were, like, McCrary, you told us to put on subtitles. At yeah. first, we didn't have subtitles on. Then about 20 minutes in, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of chanting in this movie, and I can't really tell what they're saying. Yeah. So I'm going to put on the subtitles. The first subtitle was... Um, speaking in Japanese. <laughs> the, the next subtitle was speaking indiscriminately. <laughs> <laughs> the, the subtitles that I had sometimes translated the Japanese, and sometimes it was like, you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it translated any of the Japanese. Oh, really? For ours, it was like speaking Japanese huh. every time. It, yeah, the subtitles were no help, except <laughs> for the people who just spoke s- slurred, distorted English. A lot of that was why I did, because, again, this Sono guy is Japanese, and he clearly was like, all right, the main cast needs to be white, the rest of the cast needs to be Japanese who don't know English, but I'm going to give them English lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really weird. That makes Ratman make so much sense. <laughs> right? Because of all those, all those actors... He's clearly, he had the most lines, I think. And that makes a lot of sense. Because I, com- I compared him to like post-apocalyptic Asian Boomhauer. Because, <laughs> because of the way he talked. Because <laughs> it kind of brought out But it makes sense if he doesn't actually speak English. He was just Dude, given English words to speak you, like, without you, knowing what they meant. You watch half of those people, and when they are speaking English, you can see that their eyes are blank because they're just trying to remember how it sounds. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. We're not sure what this is supposed to mean, so we're just going to say it and could, hope it's right. Yeah. Could you describe Ratman for us? Because I don't think we've covered Dude, Ratman. Ratman. <laughs> He's the most mad. He's the most Mad Max of them all, I feel. Him and his whole posse, they're pretty much scavengers. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like uh, the Tuscan Raiders of this. Essentially. Oh, yeah. Type. Yeah. So they're just wearing all kinds of junk on their stuff. And honestly, I felt like they kind of looked more like birds. So <laughs> I, I was confused it. why they called him Ratman. But yeah, they're just junk guys. They yeah. got all kinds of junk and they got these trucks that they've been collecting and gasoline and stuff like that. Yeah, and fixing up cars. They reminded me of like carnies. And, they, they and, a, and basically everybody ha- hates him. They just for some like reason. anytime Ratman talks, they're like, "Shut up, Ratman! Go away! <laughs> You're trash." Yeah, but as far as we know, Ratman never really did anything wrong. To no, people. he just likes trash. <laughs> He's just he, yeah, he, just he likes kind trash. Of He's kind of annoying. Him and his friend like they they all like trash and they want to fix cars. Yeah, the leader of Ghostland, the weird Enoch. pastor guy, yeah, Enoch. Was like it's a good thing that Ratman found you and brought you here. He's nice, but everybody else hated him. <laughs> they, they hated Ratman. So he goes back to town with Bernice. I don't remember if he goes back to Samurai Town or if he. 
Oh no, because he blacks out. Yeah, that goes the back to dreaming. Explosion. Yeah, this is the second time that he blacks out and has a dream. And what is in this dream? Is this dream the, the kind of the flashback where we get more information about uh, the bank Bernice? robbery? The bank robbery. Yeah, the bank yeah. robbery oh yeah, and, and while he's while sorry while he's um, taking the mannequin parts off of Bernice, oh yeah, he like sees her leg. And it's got a scar there, and he goes, "Did you get that roller skating?" Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then, in this dream, you see that he actually ran into Bernice in the past. Their uh, their bank robbery went wrong, and they were out in the streets. And the police showed up, and the police just opened fire on him and his buddy in a crowded yeah. street. In a crowded street. Well, yeah, because Psycho. Being the psycho, uh, the good guy that he was, <laughs> decided to have a standoff with the police and start shooting at them. Hero, that's Nicholas Cage's character. Just he's just called Hero. Hero, yep. He he starts running. The police start trying to shoot him, but there's a crowd of people gathered, so they just start shooting into the people trying to hit him. So it's just kind of like collateral Normal damage. Normal police work, yeah. And one of them is Bernice and her mother, and Bernice gets shot in the leg, and mommy dies. Mommy dies. And the governor finds Bernice as a young girl and basically is like, I'm here to save you. This guy's a diddler, right? That's kind of the whole <laughs> yeah. Well, because, yeah. That's kind of the whole thing, right? He says that Bernice is his granddaughter, but he also says that Susie is his granddaughter, who is the crazy little chick with the robot. Dude, she's the best. And and so like, but I think the gist is that all of those chicks are his sex slaves, but he calls all of them his granddaughters. Yeah, I yeah. think that that's basically not, not weird at all, people. Not weird at all. So he gets that vision, and then he also gets a vision. Does he go back to Ghostland, actually? No. Or is that the vision, too? That vision was when he once again passed out after waking up, and the demons were there, and he got attacked by them, and then passed out again. That's and that's right. when his arm exploded for... I'm yes. assuming one of the demons was a lady. He was an unarmed man. woman. We don't know why, but he starts fighting off the demons and his arm explodes. Yeah, yeah. And so the demons are basically zombies. That's essentially what they... That's what it seemed like. Seem yeah. like. Yeah, so he, yeah, that's right. He wakes up. I think they're just like the... They're like ghouls in Fallout. They're the radio... They're yes. the yeah. convicts because yeah. they're all wearing the black and white jumpsuits yeah. and orange jumpsuits because... That's how the nuclear thing started was a bus full of convicts collided with a bus full of nuclear material. Yeah. <laughs> and so the zombies are just radioactive mutated criminals. Yeah, but so can can he see ghosts or are they not really ghosts? No, they're there. They're yeah. they're real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because everybody else knows about so them. So are they just referring to those people as the ghosts of the ghost land, like uh, that whole I, part I think was really confusing. To yeah, me. I think they're like all ghosts in the ghost land because reasons. You can't escape the ghost land. You become a yeah. ghost because yeah. you lose hope. You and you and... no longer. Yeah, you fade away. So something. So he goes back and he gives a speech to toilet paper um, muse lady. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And he talks. Oh no, no. So this was kind of an important part. After that happens, After... the mutants come and his arm explodes. He passes out for like the third time. And they yeah. all just but, leave him. But Bernice, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just leave him. There was no reason him. for them to attack him. Yeah, they just leave him. But Bernice wakes up 
because his oh, little yeah. arm is going off saying, speak your name. Oh, yeah. Speak, oh, if you're right. my daughter, speak your name. And remember, her whole thing was she couldn't speak yeah. anymore because she had given up. And she starts saying, my name is Bernice. And she starts yelling, my name is Bernice, into his arm. Yeah, so yeah. she finds her voice. And then she carry, she takes him back to Ghost Town. Right. That's what it is. And that's when he realizes he is radioactive yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's yeah so uh, (laughs) we're getting in the weeds man the whole movie is in the weeds yeah so he gives a speech about how he thought that the ghosts were coming after him but they weren't actually coming after him they needed his help that's right and he goes and i know why and while it's doing it, while he's saying this speech, it's doing really weird, like, cuts that are close up of his eyes and his eyebrows are looking mm-hmm. all Nick Cage shifty like. This was and the most Nick Cage that he gets to be in that movie, I yeah. think. Yeah. It takes me back to, like, face off Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and I'm here telling you bitches. <laughs> That's right. He calls them bitches. <laughs> I'm here. Bitches. I got one arm. I got one testicle. <laughs> <laughs> so strange and yeah so he gives the speech and he goes and i know why they were helping me because i am radioactive (laughs) we don't know what that means we we have no idea what that means must have been listening to imagine dragons before that (laughs) before that scene i don't even know what happens next in the story so then he unites the people yeah he's like okay we're gonna go we're going to go to Banktown. We're going to kill the governor. So everybody, Ratman, let's get all the vehicles together. Ratman's going to help us. Right. And so Ratman takes them all to his junk pile to start getting vehicles together, which you never see. Nothing it's a really ever, great nothing montage ever, that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah nothing ever comes of it. I, I'm assuming they just cut that scene Maybe. of them all rolling up. To town. I don't know if they could afford to cut scenes from this. There, there was that there was that super pivotal scene where Nick Cage got a helmet so they didn't have to pretend it was really him doing the action scenes later. What did he say though when he got the football helmet? Oh, it was a uh, was it from Macbeth? Is the, that what it was? I hardly I, knew you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I told you. We he says a really weird line about and I was somebody like, being it has poor. to be from some kind of classic is, yeah, literature. Is, that, is, that, is it Macbeth or? Or is it um he's the other holding one. the helmet like he's hold, like like the skull yeah yeah it was that line i can't remember if that's macbeth or 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 we'll say, Mac- we'll say macbeth it's yeah. it's a shakespeare thing yeah, it sounds yeah. like it it was yeah. i mean it seemed like shakespeare but literally all of us on the couch looked at each other and we're like what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> that was probably dude, nick being like hey dude i got what, this idea yeah. one, of, one of the I'm really raging. cool things about this movie is there's lots of like one-off lines that feel like they're a callback or a reference to something but there's n- but it's not it it's not something that was in the movie no yeah. it's just <laughs> or it's or it's meant to be like an 80s action like hot one liner yeah like at the end where where bernice is like this one's for all the sweet bitches <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah but like why is she using that terminology? Activity. Did did the governor say that at some point? Did I, I miss it? No, I don't think that he I called know. anybody a sweet bitch. Yeah, I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't remember it, and I reiterate, I watched this movie two times yeah. in 24 hours. No, the whole time, he's talking about her like it's his sweet granddaughter that yeah. he loves and cares about until the very end when she ultimately ends up killing him, 
and he's like, "You bitch, you trash you slut, slut. <laughs> you trash. I can go find he, another girl." He just flips on a dime, and that's what. <laughs> so they get back to town. And they start fighting all of the governor's samurai. Yeah, well, they roll up in town. Yeah. And the governor's like, give me Bernice. And he's like, give me the key. And he's like, you you dumb fuck. I'm never going to give you the key. I want to always piss on you. (laughs) I want to give you my piss. (laughs) And so he grabs Bernice and holds a knife to her throat. And he's like, I'll kill her. And it's kind of this really intense standoff moment. And then out of nowhere, the the other daughter, the one who plays with robots, Susie who Susie Chan. didn't ride a particularly long Susie bus Chan. to school, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she, she oh randomly... God. The thoughts of, of Thor Jolly do not necessarily correlate with the thoughts of the comics that we love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm just saying, like, I appreciated they didn't overdo it, but you can tell she... You know they, they definitely in leaned case, into the yeah yeah the yeah, but in any case, so it's this intense standoff. He has Bernice her knife, a knife to her throat, and then out of nowhere, oh yeah, what, what was her oh. name? I, can't I think, think it was Susie Chan. Susie, it was Susie. Yeah, yeah. Susie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> she runs over to a Gatling gun that just happened there, to that, be in the middle of town, in the middle of yeah. town <laughs> and just starts mowing people down and shit goes off yeah and killed all of the governor's cowboys so now all he has left is samurai, samurai. <laughs> yeah so nick cage with his helmet and with whatever weird metal cast he put around his hand that got exploded his mega man arm yeah <laughs> starts fighting all of them and then yosujiro shows up yosujiro and he starts fighting the samurai oh god we forgot a whole scene Oh, before they get to town, there's a scene where all of a sudden there's this guy who comes and decides he wants to like hurt or kill Yoshi Jiro's mm-hmm. sister, who's oh, yeah. in the employee of the He's governor. One of the granddaughters, quote unquote. There's no backstory as to who this guy is, why he doesn't like Yoshi Jiro. None. But he just shows up and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck up Yoshi Jiro's sister," and then Yoshi Jiro shows up. Takes care of him, kills him. Well, there's this long exposition where they just tell you. The sister's just like, hey, I know the only reason you're working for the governor is because of me, but you should stop because it's bad. He's a liar. Don't trust him. (laughs) He said he'd let me go, but he won't. And then Yoshijiro kills the guy. That's the whole scene. There's no lead up to it. That's... It just takes place in the middle of the story and then has a conclusion. But the beginning of that story... Completely missing. Completely. I, I waited for the whole <laughs> damn movie. I was convinced after Yusuji. And his sister never shows up again. Never again. <laughs> I was convinced after he brought him the car that it was going to be a buddy thing where we were going to get two congruent stories one of this Yusujiro character and one of Nick Cage. Yeah. And that, you know, they were going to wind up banding together at the end. And then, th- like, this Yusujiro character was just so fucking wasted yep. and barely developed. It, and. The only thing you get is sometimes he looks kind of sad that he's doing these things. (laughs) Right. See, I think what you were expecting from the movie, Zach, was for it to be a movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know. To have cohesive narrative. Yeah, coherent storyline that goes beginning, middle, end. Yeah. Yeah. Because Yusujiro was way more interesting than anyone else, but 
you had to really fucking think about it yeah and figure it out yourself yeah. he was obviously like the best fighter in town and even though yeah. and he's like, still a good guy so uh bernice and uh suzy chan they start getting away after suzy chan guns down all these dudes and she they gets start shot running yeah she gets shot twice in the chest in the chest takes two in the chest yeah but once again a cart so Bernice loads her up on the cart and starts running. And there's like 10 samurais chasing them very slowly. They could run much faster, but for yeah, some reason. She's running backwards, pulling a cart, and they can't catch her. <laughs> but then Yoshi, Yoshijiro shows up, takes care of them. So you're thinking, oh, he's good. He's taking out the governor. Right. He's a good guy. Nah, uh No, no, no. Because after he takes them out, he goes to fight Nicolas Cage. He yep. goes to fight Hero for some reason. And he's also fighting a bunch of samurai that are trying to help him fight Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah but he, he, he wants, wants to do it. it. Yeah. He wants the kill. We don't know why. Because we had never <laughs> learned anything <laughs> about Yusujiro except for what his sister expounded upon for two minutes. You don't there kill are, Snipe Man. Oh my, there are so many long fucking unnecessary scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and can I can I throw something out there? Bernice sucks. She's awful. <laughs> and here's why. Hear me out. The movie starts with Bernice and two friends escaping the sexual cult of the governor. Mm-hmm. And who do they leave? They fucking leave Susie behind. And Susie helps them escape. And she's not going to fucking come back for her. And, and she leaves this young girl to basically feel the wrath of the governor. Yeah. And, and, and then later, when the girl gets shot... And she's like trying to get, it seems like she's trying to get her to a hospital or something when those samurai come out. Yeah. And then what happens? She just leaves her in an alleyway and says, I'll come back. Trust me. Yeah. Like, Bitch, you left her already once. <laughs> Why should she trust you? Well, yeah, Susie, like when she gets shot, she was like, oh, don't leave me. And then she's like, nah, go ahead, go. And, and, <laughs> and she's just like, like, okay, she's I'll like, go. Dope. Yeah, let's get out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Trust, also, the trust escape me. at the beginning is like the worst escape ever. Like the fact that they were even able to get away is completely Dude, ridiculous. He had no they idea what was going on. Yeah. yeah, they were running through the middle of the street while other women who were locked in cages are yelling at them as they're running through the street. Yeah, they're like and also once again, on. no yeah. setup. No, no none. setup. It's and, just you're just dropped in a scene, and they're like, these guards walk one way, and then. These three then, girls run up to a window and, and like, here's Yusujiro a bracelet goes of hope. Inside. Yusujiro went inside and then that's when Susie whistled for them to come out. Yeah. And then they come out, they get a bracelet of hope. That never has any yeah, what the fuck was relevance that? or <laughs> meaning the rest of the movie. Nothing. It's nothing. just taking up an inventory slot at this point. <laughs> and for no reason, the one the girl's boobs are hanging out when she gives her. Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. Like, just for no reason. Just to, you know, hammer down the idea that she's probably a prostitute. I guess, yeah. yeah. So... I, I totally forgot what the daughter's name, even what, Bernice? Bernice. Yes. Yeah, so Bernice then runs into the governor. Governor totally changes his story. Goes from loving her 100% to, like Thor said, after following oh. Susie as she crawls out of the alleyway. He's <laughs> like, oh, I love you. It's okay. Oh, it's grandpa. Back, grandpa. <laughs> Susie Chan, it's your grandpa. Susie Chan. <laughs> Susie Chan, I'm just, I just love you. It's me, your grandpa. You, you slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, just, he just flips on a dime. You trash bitch. Yeah. You gutter slut. You, you betrayed me. <laughs> oh, well. So then she, did anybody else notice that there was also a scene where Bernice 
new martial arts suddenly was a yeah a badass because she cuts down like four other of the samurai at once just for one scene yeah for one scene yeah so then she fights the governor more like just stabs him right essentially i don't even know she shot him him like four times she shoots him four times that's right with his own gun i believe yeah i think so oh before but before that happens because the town's getting ransacked or whatever uh the governor runs in and Oh, the yeah. whole group, the whole group of like Asian geisha, sex like sex oh, yeah. yeah, they're like, "You're a loser. You don't have any money." She holds the L from her hand <laughs> up to her head. <laughs> and just take Shout all out his Smash stuff. Mouth. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh wow. You know what? They're probably happier that you remember them for that than Shrek. <laughs> so yeah, the governor dies. Uh, Yosujiro does lose his fight against Nick Cage, which makes no sense. Well, Nick Cage had that football helmet. <laughs> yeah, that football helmet yeah, and a sword knife from his arm that got exploded. They just shoved a sword and yeah. in, into the blown up I, remains of what thing, used to be his I arm. I don't know where that came from because he didn't have that. <laughs> he didn't have that. Yeah. And then he's. It looks like he's got his arm stuck Dude, in someone you know at one the, point, and when he pulls out, suddenly yeah, he's got a sword knife. arm. Yeah. You know yeah. what the answer is? What? Ratman. Ratman hooked him up with that Ooh, rig. I guarantee. With an Assassin's Creed. Because once he, because they wrap it up and it's like metal. Yeah. And it looks like, uh, it looks like, oh, he just put like a metal shield on it or right. something. But then it pops off and you realize, oh, there was a sword under there. Yeah. And he does all of this, mind you, after losing a testicle, <laughs> holding it up in his own hand, <laughs> speaks Japanese faints. I'm I'm fairly certain that there was no medical attention no. that was given to him, and then gets his arm blown off. Oh yeah, yeah. That's well, not blown infected. off, but blown up. Yeah. Well, I feel like you would lose a lot of blood by the by you know. Yeah, people time. die from that. But he yeah. is radioactive. That's true. That's, He's radioactive. You know, maybe yeah. maybe the radioactive ah, it was thick red blood. Oh. So I bet it clotted pretty darn easily. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. And there was just a oh. lot of things that like didn't make sense or they didn't come back to. Like you remember the line when they were in Ghostland where they're like, "Oh, what's a blue butterfly?" I mean, if you touch a blue butterfly, you die. That's right. <laughs> but like, there's no. Just, it, just, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> But then it co- that comes back at the end of the movie when they're sitting on that park bench and he's like, things are going to be great in Samurai Town. But then, And then you see like that toy of the blue, bl- blue butterfly going in circles. But it's like, why is that there? How does that correlate to that at all? What does this mean? Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's another line. He's like, man, I think with time, Samurai Town's going to be okay. And so it ends, it ends with them just in the streets, sitting on a bench. And it's... It's it's hero. Oh, no, 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 no. Before that. Oh, did I though. skip another thing? There's yeah. so many things. <laughs> because they defeat the governor. So everybody goes back to the ghost land and they're like, we're oh, free. Right. We're free from the governor. That little we're girl. free from time. Yeah, yeah that little girl who was one minute is in Banktown, now Samurai Town. And it seems like she just jogs back to Ghost Town, which is supposed yeah, to be 50 right miles away. Yeah. And she was saying that they're free. I didn't realize that the governor was oppressing them. No one did. <laughs> they're like, Until, we're free from well, the evil so, governor. And so they're like, we're free. We're free from time. Let it go. And then the clock starts ticking. And you're holding your breath. You're saying, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then it hits that 12. And the clock tower explodes. And it falls down. 
and everyone cheers. And everyone cheers. We're free from time. But we don't know what that means. We don't know why they were trying to protect this stupid clock tower. Yeah, because they knew it was going to explode. They specifically said earlier, we got to hold the clock time back because it will explode again. And here's the thing. They were making it out like, you know, this place has already been, you know, like a nuclear like trauma. So they're making it seem like if the clock tower explodes, it's going to be something pretty big. It was the most like underwhelming explosion ever. Just a normal explosion. They only had so much money for pyrotechnics. You're probably because they built such elaborate sets that they probably really didn't have a lot of money left. (laughs) Half of the pyrotechnic budget went to Nick Cage's testicle. Testicles. Yeah. (laughs) Can I, can I throw out what I think the actual plot that the people that wrote the script meant for it to be? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Please. If you can suss it out. Okay. So I think that Nick Cage gets brought in to do this job, go to find the girl. He he has to go to Ghostland. finds out Ghostland is being, you know, people are being kept in this ghost land by these demons. And I think that that's the, like the main crux of the movie is supposed to be them dealing with that and him trying to get, out of there and realizing he needs to free these people. But I think it was, you know, better in the script and, and, and more important, but, but I think somewhere along the way, they just ran out of time and ran out of budget because literally all that happens then once he finds his buddy, psycho is the leader of these demons. Psycho literally just leans in and says, Oh, I guess I'll let you go. But just so you know, the real bad guy is the governor. governor. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the moment where everyone's like, the governor (laughs) (laughs) and then suddenly that's the bad guy and psycho never comes back and did an actual atomic explosion happen do you remember that because then psycho when (laughs) he says goodbye he goes back to the bus and just goes opens his arms up so i think okay so we didn't we didn't even touch on the gumball kid that psycho shot and killed (laughs) that's kind of haunting hero throughout the whole movie all of his flashbacks have that kid the beginning of the story all the way back to the beginning, Psycho and Hero, they're robbing a bank. And Psycho goes off the rails a little bit, starts shooting bank tellers, security guards, a little kid with the gumball machine. And for some reason, he shoots the gumball machine, and but the gumballs come shooting out the other direction. And they're clearly not they're gumballs. They are also like clear, And multiple yeah. different sizes. That's neither here nor there. But that's the, that's the beginning. They get into the shootout with the cops. He goes running. I think they both get captured. Yeah. They're both convicts. Sure. And then they're in this convict transport that collides with a somebody transporting nuclear material, which yeah. somehow causes an explosion. I don't know why. I don't think that's how nuclear th- fission works. I think there was but... also nuclear waste under the ground already or something. Yeah. I don't know. The weird chanting girls told the story at one point. Yeah. So I think that happens. All the all the radioactive people, all the the inmates, they turn radioactive and turn into mutants. Everyone except Nicholas's cage, Nicholas Cage's uh, character, hero. For some reason, he avoids being horribly deformed. And then I, there's no discussion as to how he ends up in this cell, yeah, with the governor. But there is a clear, there's a lot of time because when. Bernice is a little girl when that happens, right. and now she's grown up. So there's been a long amount of time. Yeah. So I think that's why he's like, I'm radioactive, because I think he was in that explosion as well. But somehow got away. Yeah, that's unscathed. why he's the prophet with that thick red blood. Uh, interesting, interesting. I also want to point out that 
I think that uh, the real take-home message for this entire movie that we should all bring with us in our hearts is if you're going to rob a bank, don't do it with a guy named Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, unless he's a fun guy after a couple of shots. <laughs> after a couple of shots. You know, when you're when you're going through your Rolodex and you're like, who should I rob a bank with? You know, I could go with Tim. He's yeah. really good with a gun, level-headed. Let's see what's in Danny he, Ocean. He's a great pl- he's great planner. He's a great planner. He could put this all together. I could go with you know Sammy. Sammy, you know that guy's a whiz with with explosives. But Psycho, that guy's great after like five shots of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he might he might dome a kid here and there. <laughs> but he's fun. He's so he's much fun. fun. Oh, this, yeah, man, this movie. Um, and you can watch Psycho go through the motion in his head where the kid's like, I've got gumballs. They're delicious. Do you want some? And he's like, I'm going to shoot this kid. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you ask me about a gumball? Yeah, he does. He stares at him like, yeah, I could do it. I, I, I could do this. <laughs> Are we at the end yet? Are we at the end of the movie now? Yeah, I think that's the end of the movie. I believe so. I yeah. think we've covered... So, yeah, it ends with him saying, I think things are going to look up in yeah. Samurai Town. Roll credits. Yeah, Susie Chan is alive, by the way, after oh. getting pelted in the chest <laughs> with two bullets. And her yeah. last line of the movie is, am I dead? Am I dead? <laughs> <laughs> and Bernice is like, ha nah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do have to say, I did like Bernice. That, the actress. Sophia Batella. Yeah. I felt like, as silly as that movie was... Her and the governor, I feel like both of them. I, I genuinely enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed, I enjoyed what they did with this silliness that the thing was. Yeah, Batella brought actual acting to this movie unnecessarily. Unnecessarily, <laughs> it didn't need it, but yeah. it was a nice treat. Yeah, because Bill, Mo- like Mosley and Cage, are known for being just above board. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of Bunraku. You know, no. I was thinking that when we were watching the movie. Like, if he, if there weren't any guns in this movie, it would have been like a sequel to Bunraku. Yeah, a horrible sequel. Yeah, <laughs> a horrible sequel because Bunraku is amazing. Bunraku is a great. If you listener, if you have not watched Bunraku, do it. Yeah, I actually yeah. think that I was gonna suggest that to Thor, he, he and did. Thor's he like, tried. "Oh yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. seen it." Because that was that was one shame. That'd be a good episode. Yeah. So, yeah, go see Bunraku. It's a good one. Um, go see it like it's out in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> in theaters, this summer. get your tickets now. <laughs> somewhere to watch. I want to say you still worked at Blockbuster when Bunraku came out. I did. You work at Blockbuster when Bunraku came out. Yeah, Josh Hartnett was still making movies. Yeah, sure was. Yeah, Ron Perlman is Ron the hatchet Perlman. man. I was gonna say it's guy. got a good cast: Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, Ron Perlman, Perlman uh, Kevin McKidd's in it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a good cast. Who was the samurai half of the duo of him of Hartnett and? I can't remember oh, the guy's name. His name Gecko? It was. It was Gecko. It was Gekt. Gekt it was Gekt yeah. from the Japanese rock band Le Arconcile. Yeah. Boom! Knowledge. <laughs> Thor, would you is there any way to rate this movie? Do I mean, would you Well, first off, would you recommend it? Who? Okay, I would <laughs> I would recommend it under the same circumstances as we had. This is a perfect movie if you and your buddies want to get together, watch a flick and have a laugh. Because it really is, you don't have to pay that close of attention. Micah's kid was hanging out with us while we were watching mm-hmm. it, and we were playing. She was feeding me chips, 
and and nobody was really like super invested this is not a movie where you need to have your phone down all of your attention on you can just kind of hang out and laugh i i feel like you need the love of shitty movies though as you know you can tell by the the two wives that watch with us, Ashley and Kendra. Oh yeah, they, they both just kind of stopped watching it too now. They and tuned I, out. Yeah, they, yeah. It, it wasn't their cup Absolutely. of tea. But the girls hated yeah. this. <laughs> so I would recommend it for that only. Um, if you're looking for a really good movie to watch, it sounds like we would all rather just watch Bunraku. <laughs> 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 I think you, I think you could do better just watching Bunraku. If you're really looking for a like a good a good movie. <laughs> a good action flick watchable yeah this was fun no doubt it was fun but it was insane it was insane and i could not imagine watching it in any other way than laughing about it with you guys <laughs> yeah bolton what are your thoughts I'm right there with Thor. I mean, if if you enjoy getting together for a shitty movie every now and then, give it a watch. You'll have some laughs. You might, you know, quote it a little bit later on. I'm sure we'll throw out a quote every now and then. There's so many quotable moments. Yeah, when only the four people in this room will actually get what is going on (laughs) and we'll laugh like crazy about it. And then in a couple months, we'll be like, oh, remember that movie? Eh. Yeah, McCrary. If you are a weeaboo slash otaku who loves psychotropic drugs, this is your fucking jam. This movie will do everything for you that you want. Also, I would like to dedicate this episode to all the sweet bitches. All, all, <laughs> all them all sweet, all sweet bitches. bitches. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I mean, my consensus is about the same. I would say it's probably... Two and a half blown testicles out of five. Testicles! Testicles! I'm never going to say that word the same again. Can we talk about the part where he says, with all seriousness, Nicolas Cage goes, I'll karate chop you! I fucking yeah! I fucking yeah! means it <laughs> so serious <laughs> and everyone backs off like whoa, whoa. He's, he's not kidding <laughs> he's gonna karate chop us <laughs> oh god yeah oh. he yeah. doesn't even like have a good pose when he says it not at all no. No, he's not said by all. a man who clearly doesn't know karate <laughs> the man the, yeah, oh my the few times where we get action sequences where he's doing the martial arts it's like why is he not dead <laughs> yeah 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 he's very uh, clumsy in his movements Dude. throughout the whole yeah. movie. I truly appreciate the fact that he's kind of fully leaned into, it seems like he doesn't care about big movies at all anymore. Right. He just wants to do small, like odd movies that are probably fun. I, I mean, he's it's, making money. Cause doing even it. those other two previews I saw, like that Mandy movie, mm-hmm. I was very interested. I was like, I, this looks neat. I watched, uh, I still haven't seen Mandy, which makes me mad because I really want to see it because there was another movie by the same director that I watched and the name just escaped me. Something about a neon rainbow. I can't remember, but it was so weird and, but good, like good weird. Yeah. And so I, and I've heard nothing but good things about Mandy. I really so, want to see Mandy's it. Mandy's really out there. Yeah. Like so. it, it has the same stylistic action violence kind of as this, but it's darker. Like right. it takes like a lot of, 
like color cube tones. It's got that weird like eighties neon aesthetic, yeah, right? There's like a lot of neon, like dark pinks and blues and blacks I love and purples. That shit. And, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So I kind of dig it because I think a lot of times it's easy to look at kind of smaller budget movies. Yeah. And poke fun at them. When a lot of times they do have unique and interesting stories. This one, no. It, it's not a cohesive story. may have started that way. It did not end that way. Oh, man. Uh, but I, I do, I genuinely, I appreciate Nicolas Cage kind of being like, I'm just going to do fun, weird stuff. Yeah, Beyond the cool. Black Rainbow. That's what it's called. That okay. was the other movie by the same guy that did Mandy. Really cool movie. Huh. Okay. All Sorry, right. I, I just that no, was gonna maybe it'll turn up on here. It, yeah, it mm-hmm. might eventually. I also, I Nick Cage. Oh, I think he owes a lot of money to like taxes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, That's probably was, also why he's Nick, just doing Nick whatever. Cage was a notoriously bad spender in Hollywood. He owns like multiple dinosaur skulls, a couple islands. He a owns a homes. pyramid in like a was, cemetery yeah, or I was something. something. He spent like two hundred thousand dollars on a pet octopus that he's never even seen. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is a real story. That is not just something I'm making up. And he's what got an obsession cool with Elvis, so he's got a whole bunch of, like, Elvis stuff, Elvis including having been married to Elvis's daughter for a while. Oh, my gosh. What a cool dude. I fucking love <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Cool I really dude. do. He, I love Nicolas Cage. The man is a, he's a national treasure. Oh, see what I did there? Ooh, uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> not, though. <laughs> oh, what are we looking at for time? Um... So we don't have time. That's right. Time is there a, is we, no time. We're free from time. We're free from time. <laughs> and the governor. Tick tock. Tick tock. Dude, there's so much. Like, the weirdest part about this movie for me was all the like very unified chanting that just kept happening. There was so much of it. Yeah, the chicken white and all the girls around her. Like she would say something in. I don't even think it was Japanese. Sometimes I think sometimes it was, and sometimes it was Chinese. And then they would just chant what she said in English. That might have been the distorted Japanese subtitles oh, that I was yeah. seeing. Maybe that was actually Chinese. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they couldn't afford like good subtitlers. <laughs> so and much just chan- like so uh, much chanting in this movie. That kind of sounds like Japanese, but <laughs> let's call it distorted Japanese, yeah. and that's what we'll put on the subtitles. So, so apparently, when you live in a post-apocalyptic radioactive world huh. chanting becomes a big big thing yeah but even even at the very beginning they were like the governor was talking and then people the whole town was chanting behind him governor, that's governor. that's another thing apparently in this world the the norm is for everyone in a town to just watch one person do everything yeah because in in bank town and in ghost land everyone just stood around and watched nick cage do whatever he was gonna do yeah I could talk about this for so long. <laughs> All right. Well, we are we're getting a little long. Uh, we're at 108. Oh, nice. So I think we're at, I think we're at a good point. Sweet spot. Yeah, I think we're at a good stop yeah. point. So from here, Thor, I'm gonna I'm gonna progress our movie recommendations. We're gonna aside that for a little bit, and I'm gonna give you a video game. Okay. I'm gonna give okay. you a video game called Death Stranding. I don't know if you've heard anything about it. I haven't. I, I've heard the name. Okay. That's as far as it goes. I know nothing about it. Yeah, so it's made by um, Kojima Productions. So Hideo Kojima, the That's same guy who the did... Metal Gear Solid yeah, guy, Yeah, Metal right? Gear. Okay. Yeah, he's wincing, folks, as I'm... As, <laughs> as, he, as he said Metal Gear, he winced. There was pain. Metal Gear is um, one of those games I, I haven't really played them. Yeah. But 
I've extensively heard like the storylines of them. Okay, so Metal I, Gear gets out there. It's real weird. The storyline for this is also real weird. So it is starring Norman Reedus, and well, McCrary Bolton. Have either of you played it? No, no, no. Okay, you are a courier service, and that's it. Okay. So you are delivering packages. Sweet, like the postman. That's Kevin Costner. Oh, uh, oh Tom God. <laughs> so it's it's weird. So uh, Hideo Kojima had a falling out with Konami, so he no longer is with Konami. And basically, Kojima got his own company, started making his own video game, and there was nobody to tell him no. He and went that's, full Kojima. He went full yes. Kojima. Okay. And so this game is the main character is played by Norman Reedus. Graphics are really, really good, and your whole job is that there's this, it's a post-apocalyptic world, uh, and people have basically hidden away, and all they do is live in bunkers, and so when they need things, the courier service will take it to them, but it's extremely dangerous. The traversal is extremely dangerous, and it's, I'm not going to use the word fun. I don't think it's a fun game. <laughs> All right? Sweet. Awesome. So, but cool. But literally is... every time Micah tells me about this game, that is how he describes it. It's yeah. not fun. You're not going to like it. It's, it's, it's not fun, but you might like it. It's very engaging because, because walking is a chore in this game. Oh, okay. Cool. So, <laughs> so there's a lot to do with, um, like you've got a shit ton of stuff that you need to carry on your back and you need to organize it so that you're not off center or off weight so that you're balanced and the terrain that you go through can go from easy to medium to difficult and based on the terrain uh you've got to use different button combinations you gotta stop telling me about this game or i'm not gonna play (laughs) (laughs) it's it's it sounds horrible all right but honestly, while you're playing it, you forget that you're playing a game and you just become engrossed in like, okay, I've got to make it to this point. It's all these open world games exist, right? And and you get there. And once you get to that location in any open world game, you've unlocked that area. And so now when you go there, you don't actually travel the land anymore, all right? You just open up the map and you fast travel there. And... This tries to make the journey part of the game. Rather than the destination be where the game is, it's literally the journey to get to that destination. And that's the whole purpose of the game. That's the mechanics, is is traversing the Wildlands. It's made by Hideo Kojima, so there is some weird, funky shit. You've got a baby attached to you that will traverse you. All right. All right. Uh, so, we got to stop giving stuff away, but so I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm very intrigued as to what you're going to think about this. All right. So next week I'm playing The Postman starring Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny because uh, what you said there about you got to stop telling me about this or I'm not going to play it. That was the quote from Game Informer that they put on the box for the game. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> Quit reading this box or you won't buy it. <laughs> if I tell you about it, you won't play it. Yeah. Totally okay. recommend it. Um, I'm very curious to see what you think. All right, excellent. All right, and that's about it. Yeah, parting thoughts, anyone? Don't watch it two times within 24 hours. <laughs> uh, McCrary and Bolton, thank you guys for joining us. Yep, thanks for having us yeah, on. Yeah, you're our inaugural guest. Ooh. Yeah, you are the first ones. This was fun. 
Um, so next week we're going to be talking about some Death Stranding. I don't. You can probably get the game for pretty cheap now. It was very divisive, so I don't think that it's one of those games that holds up for five years and it's still sixty dollars. You could probably find it for ten. Play it and give me your thoughts with uh, with Thor here. Excellent. So as always, everyone, stay wrecked out there. Yeah, get wrecked, stay wrecked. <laughs> That's it. Yeah.